Hello, everybody. Welcome to a special edition of Phases of the Moon Knight podcast. My name's Dan. I've been a comic fan for a long time. My name is Dwayne, and I've been with the Marvel Cinematic Universe since Iron Man. That's the last time we get to use this intro, Dwayne, because we have reached the end of season one. No more speculations needed. We know everything we're going to know, right? Well, (laughs) at least we know what we have as far as what's left in season one. Despite being the shortest Moon Knight episode of the season, and in fact the shortest finale of any live-action Marvel show so far, we went on a whirlwind adventure this week that included unleashing a vengeful god on the unsuspecting residents of Cairo, a reunion and resurrection of our main character, and an epic battle between Egyptian gods and their avatars. Plus, if that wasn't enough, we were treated to a mid-credits scene that finally introduced a long-awaited character and teed up anticipation for season two. Yeah, a lot to get to, but before we get started, keep in mind that this is a spoiler-filled discussion. So if you have not watched Moon Knight Episode 6, Gods and Monsters yet, and you don't want things spoiled for you, pause right here and come back to us once you've seen it. All right, Dwayne, you think, it, you think it's safe? I Everybody's think. seen it? Yes. All right. Sounds good. If not, if not, that that break was almost long enough that they could have watched it there. There you go. It's, it's not our fault at that point. Yeah. They're, they're ready to go. Yeah, that is, it's a crazy short episode. So we, uh, we have a bet going here in the booth, by the way, as to whether our episode review will actually be longer than the episode. And unfortunately, right now, I'm not sure which side I would bet on that. So in any case, let's, let's get rolling. We're yes. going to do our uh, our quick review of the Disney blurb and then a, a one-minute recap, which, as usual, lately is a little more than one minute, but I kept it as quick as I could. So the Disney blurb for this one is, As Moon Knight joins the fray, Mark, Stephen, and Conchu must work together to stop Amit. So. Second week in a row, it's solidly decent one second one sentence summary if if you're gonna boil the episode down to one sentence I mean. all right well uh we'll, we'll see what we can do but yeah it's 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 not I, I think they don't have to try and be misleading as much as they did in the first ones where they didn't want to give right. anything away so but if we took a slightly slightly uh more detailed recap let's see what we've got here the story this week essentially starts with steven's lifeless body being pulled from the water after which Harrow then takes the Ashanti of Amit and leaves from the temple. Layla sneaks out of hiding, grabs the scarab off of Mark's chest, and then follows them. Tourette discourages Layla from an unwise attack on Harrow while he's judging a police checkpoint, and she tells her that to defeat Amit, they first need to free Khonshu. Harrow then proceeds to the pyramid and opens a door to the temple inside. He defeats the assembled avatars of the other gods and frees Amit as Layla sneaks off to find Khonshu's Ashanti. Layla frees Khonshu but refuses to become his avatar. He goes off to confront Amit and we see Mark in the field of reeds. He leaves this heaven though and returns to the Duat in search of Stephen. He finds him and then eventually he himself begins to turn to sand too but just as he finally is about to become a part of the Duat himself the doors uh, at the end of the uh, of the screen in front of us open, and 
a glowing heart sort of appears between their hands, and they both unthaw, get up, look around, and head for Osiris's gate as a massive wall of sand comes at them. Uh, Khonshu then senses Mark's return to life as they go through the gate, and he gives him back the powers of his avatar, then healing him. Stephen uh, negotiates, essentially, for a limited engagement for them, <laughs> rather than them continuing to be his servant for a long time. And Moon Knight flies off through the air to Cairo to join into the battle. Layla accepts Tourette's offer to become her avatar and gains a sweet new costume and powers. We then have a massive fight with kaiju-sized Egyptian gods fighting in the background as Harrow takes on Layla and Moon Knight. Things go badly until Mark blacks out again and wakes up to a scene of devastation with Harrow defeated. They then take Harrow back to the temple and with the help of the other avatars, Amit is bound to him and defeated. Khonshu then wants Mark to kill him, essentially ending Amit's danger for all time, but he refuses. We later find out, though, that luckily for Khonshu, Jake is more willing to help. There we go. Yeah, that is that is quite the recap of the uh, of the final episode. So uh, now that everyone's caught up on the story, uh, we've got a bunch of topics that we're going to talk about for this week in. In, 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 in order, we've got the resurrection of Mark and Stephen. We've got Layla and the Scarlet Scarab. I keep almost messing that up, so i got to do it real slowly. Mark Spector can fly. The street fight. The big god fight. And then, of course, we have to talk about the mid credit scene, as well as references to the comics. All right, Dan, yep. so we're starting with the resurrection? Yeah. Let's do it. So I'm still confused by this. I'm, I'm working on the resurrection. I've watched this a few times trying to figure out exactly what's going on here. But I think it's interesting that first off, when we look back at the desert scene earlier this year, uh, or in the series, Mark Spector didn't actually die in the desert the first time. So this is actually the first time he dies and is resurrected. And it almost seems to me like it's not actually Khonshu who resurrects him. It's not really Tarret who resurrects him, because she seems as surprised as anybody. And it appears, you think it's Osiris? I think that makes sense to I, me. It's, it's, I think it's the gate. I think the gate opening allowed for, you know, you have this moment where you've got Mark talking to the frozen Stephen, and Mark is freezing himself, and he's got their heart in his hand and he kind of places it on the outstretched hand of Steven and then the, he freezes but as he finishes freezing the door Osi of to Osiris's gate opened shining a light down on the both of them and then Steven unfreezes and then Mark unfreezes so I I have to believe that like one of the dying breath things of Osiris's avatar kind of telling Osiris that these these let these guys come back they need you know we need we need help to to take down uh Amit and so I feel like it's the gate itself that actually kind of resurrected them or at least unfroze them so they could walk through the, the light gate coming through it or something so yeah. in any case uh this is probably not the only time in this podcast I'm going to note that wouldn't it have been nice if the episode wasn't already so long that they had to cut things and they'd have had a little bit more time to actually explain to us what the heck was going on. 
right? Yeah. If they could have spared another minute to kind of uh, give a little bit more detail. But other than that, though, I think it was it was nice, you know, the fact that you have the two of them coming together and then they essentially merge up and head through the gate. And then on the other side, they're essentially uh, kind of standing out in the sand and, and there's Khonshu and it's time to negotiate the terms of the, the resurrection and the like, and then off they go. Yeah, so. it, 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 it was that very heartwarming. Mark saying, and I don't know if I actually believe him, that Stephen was his only superpower yeah. was, was, was really nice, but probably not entirely accurate. But it made for a nice moment. And then, yeah, Tauret in the boat kind of uh, jumps the wave of sand coming for them, at least in the spot where they were running towards the gate. Yes. So they didn't get wiped out by the incoming sand wave. Uh, I think that's her biggest role in uh, in helping them get the resurrected. Yeah. And it's weird because she seemed, at the beginning, she's like, hey, it's nice here. Why don't you just settle down and relax? She right. wasn't like, you know, you got to go and save the world or whatever. She seemed <laughs> no. perfectly happy that he was, you know, hanging out in the reeds. So it's yeah. it's very it's very interesting. But but I am I am going to continue to kind of wonder exactly how all that works and you know that that when it came down to it in terms of the real resurrection of Moon Knight, it seems pretty obvious that whatever it was, it wasn't Khonshu that did it. Right. No, it, the, this time it definitely... Because he was actually was surprised, kind of. He's like, Mark, you're back? I thought you were Well, dead. yeah, because <laughs> when, when Layla broke him out, he's like, I don't sense Mark in this world. Yep. And, by the way, that pretty cool power for a god that he can sense his avatar anywhere in the there world. So... Yeah. So anyways, but that was that was one of the things that, you know, starting out, I had some questions about. So... Let's move on to something you wanted to talk about. What's your what's your first topic of the day? I want to talk about Layla and the Scarlet Scarab because arguably the best part of this episode was the emergence of Layla as the avatar of Tauret, known as the Scarlet Scarab. Uh, the the scene in the hallway where she's talking to Tauret and and asking for help and and agreeing to become the temporary avatar was so good that it you know it reminded me of Oscar Isaac doing the the Steven versus Mark thing. She just did a May Callumway did a fantastic job there. And and by the way, Osi Osiris doing the the Intaret's voice doing the Layla yes. with <laughs> like really loud to like signal hey there's somebody here was was fantastic. So so we have this, she comes busting out of this hallway in this really cool costume that has these wings that she extends out. I, and it was, it, it just, it looked great. And then she held her own and then some in the, in the street fight with Harrow. I mean, she, she's going in there, she's beating up people and, and even saves a young girl's life in a van full of other other bystanders uh, that were in there. And the girl asking her if she's an Egyptian hero. And she says, yes, I am. I just was like, yeah, <laughs> this is great. This is, I, 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 I just really liked it. 
I could not have been more happy. And it made me realize that I shortchanged this character earlier in our recaps. I said that this was basically Marlene. And throughout this series, Layla has been a much better version of Marlene um, throughout. And it's time that I give her the credit that she deserves as her own character and not just the, you know, TV show version of, of, of another character. She, she grew up from this little scarab that her father called her to the Scarlet Scarab, uh, the avatar for Taurat. What do you, what did you think of, of her emerging in the costume and then, and then during the street fight and all that? I, I mean, I, no question that that was a breakout character in the series. And in fact, I would say, I mean, there was a part of me that I was, as I was reading the, the recap at the beginning, where we talked about a reunion and resurrection of our main character. I'm like, what? Layla didn't die? How? You know, it's, it's like in this episode, she was really in a lot of ways. Um, Moon Knight has had sort of his story arc going strong for five issues. And really, he'd gotten a lot of the resolution and stuff that was needed you know, with Mark and Steven and everything else. And this was really an episode where Layla's character really got to shine and develop. But I think it's also interesting that when we talk about Scarlet Scarab, we should probably note for folks who haven't been out on the internet too much searching this stuff, she's never called that in the episode. No. But the reason why folks are calling her that is she's got the Scarab and everything else and some of her colors are purpley. And there's actually a Marvel character from back in the day it was actually a, a a character that faced off against like the invaders which is an old like world war ii marvel um supergroup his name was uh professor abdul faul and really mm -hmm. if you look at the name of Layla's dad it's very close to that it's like a a more authentic version of that name essentially and so Really, it's almost like her dad is the namesake of the original Scarlet Scarab. And so it's very obvious that everything about this character, yeah, has been kind of created as this amalgam of we're going to take a lot of Marlene's role for Moon Knight. We're going to overlay that onto the Scarlet Scarab character and essentially make that a new character in the, in the MCU. And it was absolutely a spectacular debut. I would I would love to see another series where we get to see essentially the Scarlet Scarab as a sort of a main character within it. You know, that would be that would be really a an interesting series to see. Yeah. So Marvel has I guess confirmed because they've gotten lots of questions after the episode started to air that and, and have said that this that is in, despite the fact they have not specifically said that name, that that's what that that, that that's is who she mean. is. Yeah, yeah, that's who she is. One thing one thing I, I I did not note is the way early on in the episode when she's like hitching a ride with Harrow's crew, she's got the the hood and the face mask on. She actually looked kind of like Moon Knight in in his in his hood and and mask. <laughs> And so you kept thinking she's going to accept if she breaks Kanchu free, she's going to accept and, and she's going to become, 
you know, the his avatar or something. And the fact that she broke it, the Ushamti, Kanshu comes out and he immediately is like trying to get her to be the avatar. And she's like, no, I do not want any part of you. It nope. will work together, but I am not going to be your avatar. You you've ruined Mark's life. I yes, go kick butt without him. Great nope. job. It was it was just start to finish. This was a an episode that highlighted the Layla character, and I could not be happier for it. Yep. Really, in many ways, this is almost like taking somebody like a, a Lara Croft in the Marvel Universe with superpowers and like spectacular hair, right? <laughs> Plus this amazing co- this amazing costume, and it seems like almost a license to print money to have a character like this. They definitely need to take advantage of the fact that Scarlet Scarab could be a very very nice, not only you know character to have in additional moon knight seasons but i think a character that could stand on its own even if they wanted all right tell us where we're going next dan so i guess kind of in a uh, in a similar vein when we're talking superheroes and the like when did mark specter learn to fly because that was kind of crazy <laughs> yep. right uh, we have we have never before seen i had a, i had a note here Actually, after watching the episode, I said, what the heck's going on here? If Moon Knight is supposed to be Marvel's Batman, why is the big finale a Superman-Wonder Woman team-up? Because that's kind of what it felt like, right? You've got him flying around, and, I mean, Layla is really... And it's interesting, because the director actually has talked about how much he disliked Wonder Woman 84, and the way that it dealt with uh, sort of Egyptian culture... And some of the scenes that were filmed uh, ostensibly in Egypt. Mm-hmm. And Layla looks like, in actual fact, a much better version of the golden Wonder Woman armor from Wonder Woman 84. It's right. it's absolutely spectacular. And so this is a weird thing to see. I mean, it's a very powered up Moon Knight fight when it starts. And they get on the ground and things turn back a little normal. But yeah, it's it's kind of crazy seeing him, you know, we've seen him use his cape to sort of glide, but right. he he glided to Cairo from like 80 <laughs> miles away or something, which is a, yes. a little bit unlikely. Well, to to be fair, it was a full moon. So I guess, I mean, I he's going to be he's, he's at be, his he's at his strongest then. He's at his strongest. But did you notice when he lifted up and the way the cape hill kind yep. of fell out, it looked like the moon copter for a minute. Yep. And it just filled the moon you know, kind of as he went si- up. Yeah, you know. silhouetted against against the full moon. But then, yeah, to see him just sort of like fly along like Superman with a cape mm-hmm. that was kind of, you know, behind him was was kind of weird. It 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 he, it felt a bit out of place. Yeah, between the, the the more sort of mystical costume and the enhanced power set and everything else. He's a he's a much higher power level protagonist in the MCU than he normally is in the comic books. Yeah. He's he's somebody who for most of his time has been just uh you know a, a relatively strong fighter, mercenary type guy. He had those early on he had those powers when in the moon and whatever, you know, like like with a full moon. 
he'd gain the strength of two men or something like this. But what he's been exhibiting in these is significantly better. Let's just put it that way. So yeah. anyway, I, uh, I I enjoyed it. I thought it was cool, but it is it is definitely different. <laughs> so I, I I try not to think too hard about that. So it's, was a, it, maybe maybe you're right. Maybe that's yeah. just the best plan. All right, I'll do that. So so bring it on. What do you got for us? What's your what's all your right? Next I I want to talk about the street fight. This this was a really really cool fight scene. I. I know you want to talk specifically about the the gods actually fighting in kind of the background, uh, but the ground fight between Layla and Mark with Mark and Steven against Harrow was mm-hmm. really cool. And just start to finish, I mean, it's it started with you know Mark seeing her, and then as as you know, in this outfit, and then Steven's like going crazy for her too. And he's like, Look, I'm excited. I've got these new powers. I understand what's going on. And then we see it. We see Mr. Knight fighting like Mr. Knight fights in the comics. It was fantastic. Very much like he fights Just in the, 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 the 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 choreograph of the fight down kind of the street. And, and just sort of moving around and the seamless transitioning between Mr. Knight and Moon Knight was great. And both of them, you could, it, it almost felt like it was two different people, even though, you know, it's yep. ostensibly the same person. Um, you, we saw the truncheons for, for really the first time. And we not yep. only saw the, the truncheons being used by, by Steven, we got to see the grappling hook when he uses it to, when Moon Knight uses it to come back out at Harrow at, at one point during that fight, it was mm-hmm. it was so good. It was just the the choreograph of it, and you know, Layla was and they're doing switching her, back and forth. Yeah, they're switching seamlessly. back and forth, and they're like, you know, one one yeah, like I think what Mister Knight throws a truncheon, it gets knocked away by Harrow, and like Moon Knight catches it, and it's just yep. and Layla's there helping out, and and it was just, it was it was so so great seeing that fight scene go, and then I I, I want to talk kind of leading up to the end of that fight because we get Mark gets knocked to the ground and Harrow is ostensibly looking like he's going to win the fight and he walks up to him and as he's walking up to him probably the coolest scene of the entire episode is he's walking you see from almost ground level looking up you see harrow and then over his shoulder you see the gods fighting in the background and it just it's like this is as surreal as it gets, but it is one of the coolest things. My my only gripe on it is, again, the episode was so short. Couldn't we have had a little bit more of a lead up to this, and and or maybe a little bit more of the actual fight itself before the blackout occurred, because it was just. We kind of missed out on some Moon Knight sort of action over the last episode or so. I I just was hoping for more. What what did you think of the street fight portion of this? Yeah, I thought it was spectacular. I mean, there was 
there was parts of the Mr. Knight stuff that looked like it came directly out of like Declan Shelby pages. And yep. just overall, I also find it interesting that the fact that Mr. Knight is associated with Stephen is not something that bothers me at all. I'm, no. I'm completely on board with the fact that essentially Mark is Moon Knight and Stephen is, is Mr. Knight. And evidently Jake is just a guy in a, in, in one of those little, uh, little hats. <laughs> little cab hats. <laughs> He's yeah. got the, uh, the, the cabbie hat. Uh, that's his costume. So it's worked really well, but that was, the fight was a lot of fun. It was really well done. I, I like the fact that because Harrow was the avatar, he then got the kind of power that he could actually hold his own. Uh, it does strike me in some ways, and this moves into where kind of the my next point will be, that I was I would have been perfectly happy if it had just been the avatars fighting mm-hmm. instead of having the physical god fight because and and having more of it because this was really pretty entertaining. They used everybody's powers really well. Uh, I think that the the armor that Layla had actually was used really effectively and was cool. I like the yep. fact it was it kind of brightened up the scene with all of that gold and everything like that. And yeah, they just they did do a really nice job of kind of keeping that moving in the lake. But it it did bother me that we didn't see anything of Harrow actually being defeated. We just yeah. got another black belt, which to be quite frank was, it was cute in episode one and, and two or, or thereabouts when we were still learning about things, but I don't know if that's the way to end the final battle where you defeat the big bad you've been chasing for six episodes. You know, yeah. we, we never actually get to see him fall and that is a little bit weird. So yeah. No, there's even if we've just seen Jake throw the last punch on Harold after causing all of this disaster, that would have helped. But I think what they decided to do was they wanted to save Jake for the after scene, which means they couldn't give us even one punch during this uh, sort of this part, you know. And it was a decision, it's a decision that you know preserved another good moment, but. I think it it maybe would have made sense to have actually shown us a little bit of what was going on with that. Yeah. There you go. That's me being all complaining. I'm sorry. I don't mean to. So um, now I'm now I'm gonna be, you know, semi grouchy one more time, and that is, <laughs> I not really, but. I will admit that the the big CGI fight at the end of every Marvel movie has gotten a little bit sort of cliche for me. And I would have preferred if this had ended more like a Netflix movie or a a Netflix TV show than a Marvel movie. Where it had been like a Luke Cage fight or a Daredevil fight instead of an Endgame battle. And so... Again, I think it would have worked just fine to have had the avatars do the fighting, which is really what happens in the comics most of the time, is that that's the whole point of Moon Knight, is that Khonshu can't come down and start punching things on Earth. So he needs an avatar instead. And the the kaiju looked spectacular. You know, I mean, these these were really cool 
monsters. The Conchu design was fantastic from the beginning, and it looked great in this episode as well. I think that the Amit design and, and execution was also beautiful. So they were yeah. really cool to look at. And they even went in and, you know, just like pausing and stuff like that. The, the modeling and everything on these characters was fantastic. But I just don't know that I needed that big... Like, like you said, visually, there was some really cool stuff in there. I don't know that I needed that. I would have been, I would have been fine again. Just seeing Jake punch the crap out of, you know, Harrow a few more times, <laughs> and they could have skipped the gods, probably. In in my opinion, but how about you? What did what did you think? I I have I'm going to admit something to you. Go that for it. Is kind of crazy. I had not even considered the fact that this is the sort of thing that just keeps happening. In the moment of these movies and in the moment of these TV shows, I'm not thinking about the fact that I've kind of seen this before. Mm -hmm. And I didn't think about the fact that I had kind of seen this before when, yep. when I was watching it. I was caught up in it. And, and I think... Maybe that's what Marvel banks on in these cases because it it, it 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 is a spectacle, right? It is bigger than life and, and like not just figuratively in this instance, we are talking literally bigger than yep. life here. Well, um, and I think I think your use of the term banks on is one hundred percent correct as well. That they take large piles of money to the bank based on the fact that people seem <laughs> yes. to love seeing these sorts of scenes at the end which yes. means that i'm probably just wrong right there's a reason kevin feige is the king of media and i'm not <laughs> and part of it is probably <laughs> that i wouldn't have put the big gods in for the cgi fight at the end of this and yeah. they do so they, there you go it, it just it it was i i did not think about it and i thought it just it looked cool every time they switched it to shots of that fight happening i just found myself in awe of like this is where we are this is what's happening this is crazy but this is what's happening and again the only problem with this is it wasn't long enough and and there wasn't more back and forth on it and like i said the the visuals of it what it what it's kind of in the background or, or, or kind of superimposed with what was going on on the street level at the same time between the avatars. It just, it, it worked for me in the, in the way that I feel like the Avengers stuff works for me. And, and like, it's, it's weird. It's like, this is the sort of thing that I wouldn't like seeing in a comic book because it felt, it would feel too like over the top or would get too difficult to kind of follow what's going on. But just visually on the screen, it just seems to work for me, for me specifically. And, and it, I get excited about it. Well, and, and I, the second time I watched the show, I enjoyed it more. I think I went in with a preconceived idea that this was going to end more the way like the Daredevil shows were. I, I had it sure. as a, a Netflix-esque type of show in my head and that it was going to be more street level and psychological and the like right through the end. And the fact that, you know, Endgame broke out 
in the middle of it in the sixth episode just kind of surprised me the first time. Yeah. You know, no. it, it's it's like my, my note here is if I'd been watching Daredevil and Galactus had showed up halfway through episode 10 and you'd be like, what? No, <laughs> this, this does not seem right. So, so, so listen, well, we're, we're going to get to this in a moment, but I, my first take of this episode did not sit well with me either. So let's, we'll talk about this in a moment. I want to talk about the mid credit scene here All right, before, before on. we, before we bring it back to thoughts as a whole, because Marvel there was a, is, there was a, um, a credit scene. I stopped at yeah. the end. I didn't <laughs> You did not. I, you absolutely did not. There's, there's Marvel no Marvel is, fan anywhere who, yes. who stops at the start of the credits. No, Marvel is known for their mid and post credit scenes. And the one we got in episode six, I think, did not disappoint by any stretch. We finally, finally got the reveal of Jake Lockley, who is still working for Kanshu, despite Mark and Stevens breaking away from the moon god. Uh, Seeing Kanshu in the limo, in a suit, no less, saying... Why would I ever need anyone else when he has no idea how troubled he truly is? Is just oh, chef's kiss. It just it felt like yeah. I was seeing on screen a comic book panel. It was well, oh, you absolutely perfect. are. Yes. You absolutely are. There is there is a scene where he is doing that and just sitting there. He's sitting kind of with his fingers tented. Uh, it's not in a car. He's just in like a in a chair, but it's absolutely taken directly out of uh, out of the comics. So yeah, it's absolutely brilliant. He he, he looks he looks spectacular. So. We, so yeah, we so we see so then he knocks on the window, the 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 way the the divider between the front of the car and the back of the car goes down, and we see. Jake Lockley in the hat, in the gloves, and he just immediately shoots Arrow, which is, you know, for a character yes. who did not use guns the entire time uh, that we've read books for, uh, he just he, he just does this. And, and now we went from kind of having a resolution to, oh my God, we need a second season because I want to see... What is going on with this? And we don't even know if we're going to get one. And, um, yeah. I think I think what's interesting is Marvel actually thought this was sort of a dangerous series. I don't know if they, if they, it's almost like I don't, I don't know sometimes if a lot of the folks who are making some of the media give viewers enough credit in terms of, uh, of people's, interest in watching something that's maybe a little bit more psychological that maybe takes a little bit more time to 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 figure out and get going or that's going to leave them with unanswered questions and i love that feige and his team just keep pushing this and that they leave it open and basically so many times you know when they made guardians i think there were a lot of folks who were like this is gonna this is gonna make three dollars and there's never gonna be another guardians of the galaxy because this movie is so odd and then now it's, you know, a massive franchise. And it's the same thing here. So yeah. I yeah, I had no idea going into Guardians of the Galaxy what I was getting myself into. And it, it just shocked me how good that was. This is nope. 
I, I think along that lines. And, and I think they got the message because we were seeing mm-hmm. tweets that changed calling this a series finale to calling it a season finale. And of course that further ramps up the speculation and, and potential yep. anticipation that we might get a second, a second season. But, uh, also, Lockley kicking the wheelchair away from the car after he throws Arrow into the car was just that. That was great too because yeah. it's like I can totally see Jake doing that. Yeah, it was. That was really. It was. It was nice. You know, the fact I think you you noted it as well that it's the Sinkevich clinic that he's uh, that yes. he's taking him out of, and so you know again they keep they keep kind of paying homage to a lot of these guys who made the stuff in these, which is neat. And you know, because we had the we had the poster earlier that that uh, honored the guys who, who did Moon Knight thirty two, etc. So they're kind of going through and doing a little bit of that. But it's I can't see any reason why you wouldn't have another season of this if the actors are all willing to come back. And it seems like they all had a good time and they'd be willing to. You know, Layla appears like that's going to be a breakout character. They're going to want to be able to expand a little bit on uh especially kind of like you mentioned i mean they're they're looking for popular female characters characters from other regions of the world because their movies are playing in cinema plexes everywhere so they're looking for expanding some of that reach i i'm almost sure we're going to see an announcement here in the near future for season two so so let's talk about the fact that like you i had a I had I just sort of had a just weird first impression. Like I watched the episode, and and, and I and I don't know if it. I think I think it's like you. I think I had it a, a thought in my head as to how this thing could end, even if I couldn't articulate it. And then we watched the episode, and it was nothing like that. And yep. and, and it just it struck me as. It, it didn't sit well, I guess, is the best way to put it. I got to the end of the episode. If somebody had asked me right then after watching it the first time, do you like, did you like the finale? I'd have been, uh, I don't know what I think of this. This uh-huh. is so weird. But watching it a second time and, and not having, or, or knowing, I guess, what I knew after watching the first time, it, 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 it sat better for me the second time watching it. I think it's, it's maybe that it's a really, really good episode and it does everything it needs to finish out the season in a way that doesn't leave you with a bunch of questions you don't want and everything. But I would bet that for a lot of people, it's just a lot different than what they were somehow expecting. Mm-hmm. This was very much a season of the first five episodes were very centered on Mark Spector, Stephen Grant, psychological drama, them coming through and solving their problems. And episode six, in a lot of ways, Moon Knight is almost kind of like a secondary character. And it's this big battle of the gods, and it's Layla's origin story, and it's a far more marvel movie kind of feel where the first five episodes are a a disney slash netflix television kind of feel and so yeah i think i think it was just completely 
not exactly what I was expecting. And, and the second time I watched it, I'm like, this is really good. A lot of the stuff I just wasn't so sure about doesn't bother me now. No. Yeah. It, and, and I think also, I, honestly, I think the 35 minute runtime sort of did something to me too, because it's like, it just, it wrapped up too quick. Is that almost still what it felt me. like. And it just, it feels like there should have been more. Like the buildup was exponentially longer than the actual the actual finish, and and it's it feels like we somehow got shortchanged by the finish a little bit. And I would say that's one hundred percent true. I mean, we we joked last week, I think that you know, and somebody somebody put out some joke tweet about it. the The runtime of the final episode had been had been leaked at three and a half hours. I'm like, yeah, that sounds about right. You know, this thing had so much left that they needed to do. And they just, it's almost like just whack-a-mole. They just hit down every plot point one after another to sort of move them out. And there was no time to really sort of just take it in and see what's going on or get any good explanations for some of the things that happened. Yeah, I mean, I guess... Even just like the resurrection took like six minutes. Like, yeah. It, it just like it felt like we needed it was going to take more time to get from the field of reeds and you know Moon Knight flying towards Cairo in the air. So I, yeah. I don't know, but it, it it all in all, I am actually quite happy with this episode. Having having watched it a couple times, I, I think. I think I'm actually kind of looking forward to watching the entire series start to finish over the span of maybe a day or two and, and, and really thinking about everything that I, that I saw. Hey, congratulations. We have, we, we have now officially hit longer than the full runtime, including credits. So yep. Yep. there you go. Yeah. Take that Marvel on a budget <laughs> of approximately 47 million less or whatever. We yes. have achieved the same runtime. So yeah, no, that uh, that is, I think everything you've said there makes sense. And it's it's weird to me that I, I thought the first five episodes were undeniably some of the best Marvel television I've ever seen. I thought this one was a good wrap up, mm-hmm. but I don't know that it compares to those others. And that doesn't necessarily, that's not maybe fair to it, but this this felt more like now we're going to give people what they're used to from Marvel, where the first five were like, we're going to give you something you've never seen from Marvel. Right. So. Yeah. Something to be said for that, I think. All right, let's let's hit some references to the comics here real, real quick as we wrap things up. We have Layla as the Scarlet Scarab. You mentioned where that came from, the comic Invaders. character from from invaders and then there was apparently one issue of thor in the early 80s that also included the scarlet scarab as well yes yes uh so and then we talked about moon knight when he goes flying up towards the moon and then off to cairo it looked so much like the moon captor i really hope we see a moon captor and i really hope we see Jean Paul, if there's another season, I don't, I don't know. Maybe, maybe that's he's just out there someplace. We've he seen is. Him. We've seen him we, in the phone. 
Yep, he's he he does. He is there. And then I think most of the the other references are in that in that mid credit scene. As you mentioned, Sinkevich mm-hmm. Psychiatric Hospital was where Harrow was in. The white limo, stretch limo with the Spectre license plate is straight out of the yep. Lemire Smallwood books. And and then Conchu in the suit Conchu while, the suit while as well. in the yep. in the car is also in the in in the Lemire Smallwood books as well so it, it's so I don't I didn't catch anything else did you catch anything else as far as references I mean this one had just a lot of things where they did visual hat tips to stuff and everything else you know like you you noted a lot of the weapons came back the fighting yeah. styles referenced things it was it very much is a love letter to the artists and the writers and just the overall history of Moon Knight. So that that's one of the things that I think as as folks who love the the character, uh, they changed they changed a few things in ways that maybe you like, maybe you don't like. But there's no question that they did definitely go back and look through and and wanted to to sort of give some Easter eggs and the like for folks who uh, who've been with the comic for a long time. Right. So why don't you why don't we look ahead and look uh what the what the next couple weeks are going to look like. Sounds good. So we're gonna be back next Tuesday. We're gonna do a re- recap of Moon Knight Volume 9, which actually takes us up to actual current day. As of next week, we will be up to newsstand current on Moon Knight. Um Week after that, we're going to actually release our full recap of the TV show, where we're going to have a week or so to sort of marinate in our thoughts of all six episodes, come back and visit about it a little bit. And then also, uh, we've been visiting with some of the folks who we've been uh, corresponding with over the last uh, few months while we've been doing the show, trying to get some of their thoughts, and we're going to be kind of getting a little bit of an idea of what everybody else uh, thought about it. We've started to get some of those back in, and I'll note that everybody really does seem to have liked Episode 6 and liked the series, so it's going to be a fun one to talk about some of that sort of stuff. Um, Dwayne, I'm sure, will will give you an opportunity to uh, join us and send in some stuff again in his send-off. If you do have any comments, we would love to hear it, though, so that would be that would be really cool. Right, that sound, sounds good. And yes, we definitely would love to hear your thoughts and feelings and questions uh, about about the TV show uh, for when we talk about that in about 10, 12 days, something, something, something like that. So please, p- please consider doing that. But for now, at least, that's going to bring us to the end of our episode six review. We'd like to thank you all for joining us this week as well as the previous five weeks we'd love for you to stick around as we conclude our journey through the story of moon knight we recommend you subscribe to the podcast on your podcast player of choice that way you'll get each new episode as soon as as soon as it's released it's easy for me to say (laughs) if you've already subscribed please consider leaving us a review it will help others find the show you can send us questions or comments via email questions at 
phasesofthemoonnight.com is the email address or you can follow the show or interact with us on twitter we are at phases of mk